Um, I'm going to introduce him this way. I, again, inst- Instagram, Mel Story Scott. Like I've met James via Instagram and LinkedIn. And if you haven't followed James on Instagram and LinkedIn and I don't know where else, TikTok and Clubhouse and stuff that's too young for me. Um, <laughs> it's also too young for me, but um, yeah. that's, another, <laughs> that's another issue. But just someone, again, that has built a really great, interesting profile and is all about making a mark in a really interesting space. So James and I did a podcast interview right at the beginning of COVID last year when he was renovating his house. Just a heads up, if you want to be a guest on my show, probably don't renovate your house at the same time. It adds a lot of interesting background noise to the interview. I can't be blamed for the weather. So I, I accept no, That's it. true. And then there was a massive thunderstorm. It was all good fun. But um, we... Uh, we had a lot of fun and we've become good friends and here he is on the retreat stage. So please welcome James. Thank you. Uh, that's very, very generous. Very generous of you, Clarissa, of course, and, and very generous of you all to have me. Now, uh, if we were in the same room, Clarissa, I'd just make meaningful eye contact with either you or Sarah. Should I be encouraging everyone to reach into something? That's some Oh, stage. do you want to do that now? It's up to you when you want to reach into something. Yeah. So, so if everyone could uh, follow whatever Clarissa's, whatever direction Clarissa's about to give, Clarissa, if you could give whatever that direction right. is, please I'd... reach into said blue box if you have one. Lucky mm. we're not in Perth, and <laughs> you will find a small plastic bag. that has some interestingly arranged pieces of Lego. Thank so we you. invite all of our speakers to give us something that they think will be relevant to what they're talking about. And James said, I want Lego. And I was like, okay, Lego it is. So Michael of my team had the joyous job of organising, I think it was 1,500 pieces of Lego. And Daisy helped as well into some useful fashion. So, so (laughs) Michael, I'm so sorry. That's (laughs) that's a lot of Lego. So everyone has Lego, lots of random Lego, and maybe if you pull your Lego on a table, you might actually be able to make something. But that was what James asked for, and I suspect he's going to tell you why. I'm getting off your stage now. I'm afraid it is. Clarissa, thanks so much. Michael, thanks so much. Um, Joe, the terrifying timekeeper, thanks so much. I imagine you can just start waving your arms around when I've got just a couple of minutes left, but I'll try to go as fast as I can. Um, Lego is my way of coping with Zoom fatigue. Uh, And so if you feel like not making eye contact with the little lens in the top of your computer or whatever you're watching this on and you feel like just staring at your hands as you push a piece of Lego together, and then pull it apart and then push it together in the same way and then pull it apart and sort of drift away, uh, then that is what I do in uh, complex MS Teams hearings and all that sort of thing. So I wanted to just give everyone a bit of a physical excuse to not have to necessarily make eye contact with me as I speak. So if you're inclined just to stare down to the little bits of plastic and enjoy how just brilliantly they fit together, I'm sorry, I'm a complete Lego person, how brilliant they fit together and how satisfying it is to push them together, pull them apart, push them together, pull them apart. I extend a complete uh, invitation for you to do that. You don't have to make eye contact with me if you don't want. You can just keep, keep your eyes and hands and mind on the Lego and I'll try to bring you a bit of value while you're doing that. So um, thanks to Clarissa's kind introduction, as a few of you here know, but as most of you here won't, um, I'm a litigator um, in Sydney, uh, New South Wales, and I use the internet to market my practice. And this chat now is going to be me taking you through what I do um, in my practice. And having given you a bit of a background in what I'm up to, I'm then going to sort of spin the 
uh, spin the hypothetical, spin the metaphorical camera around at you and sort of say, all right, well, if I've got some experiences that have been of use for me, how are we going to think about um, how some of those techniques might be able to work for you in your practice? A um, couple of bits of housekeeping, a couple of bits of admin. Please do ask questions. Please do interrupt. Please do just turn your mic on and speak over me or just chuck a you know, comment in the chat or whatever's easy. Um, I'm very relaxed about that. Um, also, as long as me and old Joe allows us to, um, I'll try to make space for questions at the end as well. Um, so very, very happy. Um, and very happy for you to go fairly specific uh, about, about your practice or, or anything like that. So uh, unless there was anything else worth doing or worth saying, I thought what I would do would be not to go into my work emails and share the screen because that would be a notifiable data breach. And I'm not really about breaching my firm's privacy obligations during this conference. Let's instead share my screen now and we might work through some slides so you won't be able to see the oxford shirt my mum bought me for my birthday for about another 20 minutes or so i'm so sorry um but we'll work through these notes together and as i say do just yell out um it'll probably be easier easier for me to hear you rather than see you in the chat so feel free to do that as we work through it um, all right so let's get to sharing that screen so for reason so so a coffee and a case note is the name of the online project I'm using. Um, if this chat today sort of sparks any curiosity about what I'm up to specifically, one of the uh, elements of my strategy is that you should be able to Google that or you should be able to plug those words in to basically whatever bit of the internet you like and my stuff should show up. So if you're a podcast person, you should be able to throw that into your podcast uh, engine of choice and I should come up. If you're a TikTok person, I should be there. Twitter person, I should be there. YouTube person, I should be there. Facebook, I should be there. Instagram, I should be there. LinkedIn, I should be there, etc. And so what we're going to work through today is how we got to that position. And uh, how we got to the name uh, is something we'll save for another time, but that's pretty descriptive. So that's me. Um, uh, when I'm not wearing uh, shirts given to me by my mum, I'm wearing very boring suits that other commercial litigators wear. Um, essentially, we're going to cover three things uh, today. We're going to speak about lawyers and branding in a sort of broad general sense to sort of set up the conversation. We're then going to dive nuts and bolts into what I'm up to. Uh, and then as we say, I'm going to spin the metaphorical focus around onto you. And we might sort of between ourselves have a little bit of a mini brainstorm about the sorts of things that might work for you in your practice. So, um, what I say is that the contemporary landscape that you and I and our clients are dealing with uh, has changed. And uh, we can say it happened recently, uh, but <laughs> I think it's a little longer than that, speaking frankly. The broad point I want to put to you is, is that our clients aren't moving online. Um, they've moved. And if we fail to similarly move then we've missed an opportunity to build our practice and the gloomier perspective on that is we may well have missed an opportunity to maintain our practice as well. And I say that this move is true whether or not we like you know, social media, whether or not we get it or not, it's happened and it's a reality that we need to confront. And so what I say is in this uh, current scenario and in all previous scenarios, but it was really put, put this clearly in the past for me. Um, our aim is to become known. Our aim is to become liked. 
and our aim is to become trusted. And that might seem a bit wishy-washy. So if I can just drill into those three with a little bit more depth, um, known is a numbers game, right? How many people are aware that you exist? It is a straight up distribution question. You can't send work to someone you don't know. And so in order for you to get some work, the person giving work must need to know you exist. It is a threshold numbers game. Liked, well, that's more of a 50-50 call, right? Uh, if you know someone, you'll then form a view about whether or not you like them. And some people you will, and some people you won't. And we're gonna get into this in a little bit more depth as we work through our chat today. But my suggestion of how I, of how you ought to deal with liked and my practice of how I deal with liked is to be myself and to let that mask slip as much as possible. And Clarissa is a shining example to us all of how to do that. Uh, if you want someone to like you, the best way to do that is to be uh, truly yourself uh, and to share, you know, what your passions are, what your disappointments are, what you're interested in, what you're not. So by being vulnerable, by being authentic, that's how you confront that liked question. It is not by wearing a mask, a mask and acting like a lawyer. It is by revealing as much of yourself as you're able. And then the third point, trusted. Trusted is not so much an interpersonal trust as it is a professional expertise question. So can you be trusted to execute your professional skills? So if we just wind back through those three criteria and we think about it in the context of an internet marketing strategy, when you are working on that strategy, when we're thinking about how that strategy might work for you, and I suspect this is in Mel's calendar as well, so hopefully, hopefully you've got some pointers as to how to go about this. Firstly, we want to become known, right? Numbers game, distribution question. We want to get into some, in front of some eyeball, eyeballs and into some ear holes. Do you call them ear holes? Into some ears. Ear holes sounds a bit gross. So we'll just call them ears. You want to be known liked well some people are going to like you some aren't it happens uh, and the best way i say to confront that uh, liked question is to be yourself and then trusted well hopefully you're not shit at your job and i presume oh london's in the room i apologize clarissa i withdraw that hopefully you're not a bit of a goofy gus at your job uh, and that when you're communicating the technical aspects of how you do your job you can be trusted to execute it so we're on the internet we're looking to become known, liked, and trusted. Uh, that third point and fourth point, or sorry, second and third on this page is what I'd like to dive into a bit. And I should also just take a moment of, with, for a quick thanks for, to Sarah Folland as well. Sarah is responsible for these amazing slides, which are fabulously useful. Um, they originally had Star Wars, which didn't resonate with me, but as I'm uh, Slytherin to the death, um, I thought Harry Potter would be the way to go. So. If I've got any Slytherins in the room, you are seen, I see you, and I'm grateful um, for you coming along. So that second point, um, I say that your traditional marketing um, approach that might include um, catching up for a beer with your favorite accountant, Julie, in February, then making sure you're catching up for a beer with Julie in May, and making sure you're catching up for a beer with Julie in October, and making sure you're sending her a Christmas card or a bottle of wine in December, that is, um, it works or people wouldn't do it. And I'm not here to criticize it or to suggest anyone ought to change that strategy. What I say is that your time can be better leveraged than that. Because if we, if we accept that becoming known, liked and trusted is how we're gonna generate work, 
then the time we would have spent staying front of mind for Julie, which is what those regular exercises are all about, you want Julie to remember you exist, can be better leveraged if we're making use of the contemporary internet to do that. Because if one hypothetical scenario is to grab Julie's attention, you need to be sitting in opposite her at the pub, um, drinking a bottle of skin contact wine that's her favorite uh, four times a year. Well, that's certainly possible. Another scenario we could offer is you do that once per year and you show up in Julie's LinkedIn feed, Twitter feed, you come up in her podcast menu and you're the person who got her into this crazy new app clubhouse or whatever it might be. And so what I say is your way of staying known and staying front of mind for Julie can be solved both of those ways. And I further say that the solution that involves the internet better leverages your time and is for me and with the approach I take a better return for my efforts. Because if we run that scenario again and we include an internet marketing strategy where we have beers with Julie in February and then we stay front of mind using the internet through the year, well, don't forget our beers in May, we can now focus on Tina <laughs> and we can grab some beers with Tina in May and then stay front of mind with her using our internet, internet strategy. And then we can grab beers with Alison in August and stay front of mind with her using our internet strategy. And magically, we now have three potential relationships rather than one. That's a little bit of a simplification, but it's how I think about the leverage point, which is you can apply the same amount of time to business development projects. And I'm not saying golf days are bad. <laughs> I'm saying they sound boring to me. I'm never going on one. But I guess the more focused point is I'm saying, if you are going to apply your efforts to trying to build a practice, I'd encourage you to do that in the way that is the most easily leveraged possible. And I say, and we're going to go into this, the methods that are available for you to adopt on the contemporary internet are profoundly effective for leveraging your time. So what am I up to? Um, I'm basically chasing uh, corporate litigation work. I do sort of uh, corporate oppression stuff when directors don't get along, when shareholders don't get along. Basically, I'm friends with our family law people when um, husband and wife own shares in something fiddly. I'm friends with our estate litigators when there are actual genuine uh, sort of equity issues or commerciality or corporation issues to deal with. And then our M&A and corporate governance guys when, um, when those things go bad. That's, that's sort of my, my uh, practice. And the way I generate work uh, is referral work mainly. It's all, it's all relationship building stuff. And it's about getting referrals from these external parties, your IPs, other lawyers often. So personal injury lawyers will say, look, you know, <laughs> um, my client that I'm helping for a car accident or whatever has this corporate issue. I've seen you um, and the way you approach the internet in this contemporary way. So I know you. I formed the view that you're the right sort of person. So speaking broadly, I like you. And I see that you talk about this relevant subject area with some expertise and understanding. And so I trust you. And so we use this known, liked, trusted metric to uh, engage with these potential relationships. And I say the approach that I'm adopting and that I would encourage you to adopt, um, and I'm very conscious of Joe potentially dinging in glass, which I expect she's going to do, um, soon, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay as on track as I can, is that we want to use the internet to give value and to do so in a generous way and to do so without expectation. And when we say without expectation, I mean not only expectation of uh, what we might call sales in a loose way, 
So you might say, hey, I did a video about wills and I didn't get any new clients come in through the door. It's a failed strategy. You're dumb. Well, um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for that made up feedback I just gave myself. But that's not quite the goal. We don't want an immediate transaction to arise from each of these publications. Instead, what we want to do is give to be generous without expectation. We want to build our reputations, build our brands, increase the number of people who know us, increase the degree to which we are liked by people who would otherwise like us. And of course, that means we increase the amount we are disliked by people who would otherwise dislike us. And that's life. But the algorithm will do that work for you. And what you'll find is the algorithm will stop serving you to people who don't like you. So that's fine. We also want to give without expectation of metrics. So these vanity, these vanity metrics can drive you mad and have for me in the past and you find yourself chasing what is apparently the best model for getting more people to, to click or subscribe or follow or whatever it is on your thing. You want to give and be generous without um, having those weird vanity metrics in mind because they will drive you mad. Uh, and the metaphor I've really enjoyed uh, is this jab, 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 right hook um, approach, which is to say, give, 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 ask, and you ask without expectation. And jab, 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 right hook, I don't know boxing, but apparently when you are boxing, you are jabbing to maneuver someone around the boxing ring and you're throwing a right hook to really progress your interests and do some damage. And so similarly, you want to give, give, give generously. Uh, in my case, I want to share as much information as I can. And from time to time, I'll ask. And it may well be a straight up, have you got any work for me to do? That's not necessarily my approach, but it's one that could be available to you if you've given generally, uh, generously. Uh, and you want to take a non-transactional approach to it. And then we talk about giving at scale. This is that known um, question we're taking. So that's what I'm up to. The approach I use um, is one I'd encourage you to consider called a pillar approach. This is, this is not my terminology. This is a a metaphor that I think is broadly understood and certainly not one I've made up. But essentially, <clears throat> the approach is to take one central pillar, right, one central idea, and use it as a basis to spin off a huge number of other pieces of content. So if we were to say, hey, I've got this one idea about alternative dispute resolution and uh, the way it should be done as we look ahead to 2030 or, or whatever your idea is, you publish a blog post and you go, ah, great. So you had your one pillar of your exciting new idea about ADR, and then you had your one publication spot, your one location, that was your blog. One pillar, one location. And then in order to publish another thing, oh, you gotta come up with another pillar. And then you're gonna publish it in one location. And so your return on your, each of your pillars is gonna be not especially high. We're going to look at my approach, how I deal with this, and then I'll come and make some suggestions for you. So the pillars I use are basically corporate decisions from the Supreme Court of New South Wales and the Court of Appeal. And because I'm essentially relying just on clicking refresh on my favourite bits of the Corporations Act in the courts that I regularly litigate in, I don't have to sit there and wait for a bolt of inspiration to come down from above to say, uh, now I'll write about this. I can just quite late at night or quite early in the morning or when I'm waiting for a coffee, just see what's happening in my area. I go, oh, well, I guess my next pillar is that. And I don't have to give any intellectual energy to thinking about what it might be, which is a huge advantage and one I would commend to you. And so let's get into it. So this pillar approach, how does it work for me? So I choose this pillar. It's the case of blogs, PTY Limited. Uh, it's in the Court of Appeal, right? So we've chosen our pillar and we spin it off into three forms of content and we publish it all over the 
internet? What are we doing? We're taking um, our decision. So blogs, PTY Limited, we are starting with something written, right? So as we're reading the judgment, as I'm reading the judgment, I'm typing up a LinkedIn status update. So we've got our one pillar, we've got our one location. We've done a LinkedIn status update. Also what I'm doing, and we'll come to this, is we're walking into a cafe, we're setting up a phone, uh, we are plugging in a microphone, I'm staring into the phone and I am uh, delivering a case note. I'm saying, yeah, there was Blogs PTY Limited, there were two directors, um, they borrowed some money, one of the directors went guarantor, the other director didn't go guarantor, da, 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 da. and I'm giving a case note of this pillar in the form of a video. So all of a sudden we've got one pillar, we've got two locations, that makes sense. Firstly, we've got the LinkedIn status update. Secondly, we've got the video we've just recorded that we can also upload to LinkedIn. But if I take you back to that cafe while we're recording, we can go blah, 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 director, shareholder, whatever. Then as we keep recording, we can go head down, head back up again, and we can record another 45 second blurb about, hello everyone, I just recorded this, this you know video about this case. It was very interesting. Uh, let me link you to it. And so all of a sudden, well, we've magically got two videos. Then as we're recording, we put our head down and our head can come up again. And we can say, uh, hi, my firm's the best. You should refer us all your work. Fine. Then we go head down, head back up again. And then we might say something about the shape of the contemporary, uh, you know, contemporary legal profession or something like that. And so all of a sudden, from this one pillar, we've got one written LinkedIn post. We've got one long video that's the case summary and two or three of these little sort of, you know, teaser, I, in my head, I call them teaser videos um, as well. And so one pillar, we've all of a sudden got, what's that, four, four locations, four things we can put on LinkedIn, right? So if we think about LinkedIn, um, we've used it and we've put up status update in writing and we've put up one, two, three, four videos, one long case note and these three little promos. So rather than getting one location from our pillar, we've got four. But of course, that's not all we've done. We've also done a 45 to 50 second case summary as well, which essentially is what we did while we're in the cafe. So we've got it fresh in our mind and we can go put that on TikTok too. So in that case summary on TikTok, that's another location. So we've got our one pillar. We've now gone to five locations. And of course, YouTube's a pretty good place to leave videos. So in addition to are publishing our longer case summary on LinkedIn. We've also put our longer case summary up on YouTube. So now we're in six locations. Podcasts, okay. We've just gone into our video, video editing site. No, we've just gone into QuickTime and gone click, click, export as audio only. And then magically our case summary video has just turned into an audio file and you can upload it in every single podcast location, more or less instantaneously using some software called Anchor. And so now all of a sudden our pillar has actually given us about 15 locations. If you include each of those podcast locations and then hang on Instagram. Well, that's another place to put the long case summary. Um, and so we're up to whatever 16 locations and then Facebook, you can put your long video. You can put your three shorter videos up there. So now we're coming towards 20 locations for one pillar and then Twitter. We can put little summaries up, like we can we can put thoughts that have come to us as a result of reading this case up on Twitter as well. And so what I say we've done is we've taken this one pillar and 
Um, the thing I'm proudest of is how little work I have to do for a pillar. And I'd encourage you to um, take a similar approach where basically all I need to do is push, push refresh on the bit of legislation I like and see what the more, what the most recent decision is. So taking that pillar and ignoring any bolt of inspiration, we've managed to get uh, one, two, three, four bits of LinkedIn content. We've managed to get one TikTok. So that's what's that five we managed to get one YouTube. What's that six? Uh, let's call it nine podcasts, so we're up to 15. Uh, one Instagram, let's say 16. Four Facebook, let's say 20. One Twitter, let's say 21. And so from one pillar, if we go back, we've got 21 locations. And that's pretty cool. And I'm pretty proud of having that rolling along. And I would commend it to you. But it gets better. Or perhaps... <laughs> in, a, in a way that pleases me more, you can get more highly leveraged. And so in between, if we take the example of TikTok, none of these four TikTok, none of these six TikToks you can see are actually to do with a summary of a case at all. Uh, one of them is a question about shareholder disagreements. One of them is a question about evidence. One of them is a freestyle rap. One of them is an ad for our law firm seeking out CVs. One of them is me dancing to You Only Live Twice from the very disappointing Drake record, Certified Lover Boy. Um, and each of these things um, has got some purchase with people who either know, like, or trust me. And so each of these things has been a publication that as part of that pillar approach, I've then had space to publish these additional things. And we don't need to get too deeply into the weeds. And I know Joe's very angry already. So, so I'll go as quick as I can. We don't need to get too deeply into the weeds, but in essence, I've made space by, by taking these pillars and by being as generous I can, as I can with sharing this information, I've made space to do things like when I'm on Instagram, what's well, called coffee in a case note, right? I'll also upload some photos of some coffees I've had. And I'll also whinge about how poorly drafted some US agreements are when they're full of caps and it makes them illegible. Or I'll also put on a silly little um, rap that I did recently. And so what you do when you make space for yourself, taking a pillar approach along the lines of what we've discussed is you not only create space for what I call approachable rigor, right? What I call legally, technically correct things that are done in an approachable way. You also create space to play and to be uh, engaged yourself. So to bring yourself pleasure and to be engaging for people who are curious about you to learn about you and to give them a bit of an insight. And so my way to become known, liked and trusted is to choose a pillar, which is gonna be a decision in my area uh, to upload those sort of 21 or 22 core bits of content that I referred to you as often as I can. That's probably about twice a month these days. I'm gonna to aim to do it about 25 times this year if I can, probably slightly less. And then in between doing that, I've created enough space uh, to publish some other puffy little things like oh, a photo of a beer when pubs reopen, uh, me whinging about the agreement, I'm in the process of editing and that sort of thing. And uh, I should just say quickly, it's worked okay. Uh, work comes through the door, uh, the lights stay on and um, my practice group manages to um, make budget, which is nice. Uh, so the numbers are there, but <laughs> I'm aware that's, that's sort of not, not really where we're getting to. Um, and so if I can turn now to, if you found any of that at all convincing or intriguing, a possible approach you could adopt. 
And so I, I accepted immediately jumping on the 21 pieces of content for every pillar approach might not be too exciting to you. So what's, what's something we can do if we're thinking that we might be intrigued by this approach and we might be thinking about better leveraging our time? Well, I say essentially choose one pillar and choose one place, one location. And so if we take the example of you having some good considered thoughts about ADR, we can say that's our pillar. And if you bloody love Medium, the blog posting website, great. What we're gonna do is choose our one pillar of ADR and our one location of Medium, and you're gonna write a blog post. And then as often as you can, let's say twice a month, if you can, you're gonna choose a pillar, choose a location. And so in two or three months time, you'll have done four to six blog posts and you've just got the wheels turning over. And that's great. And so when I say the, um, the DJ Khaled style sort of, sort of major key, like the really important point that'll really help you leverage your time and supercharge that will be, the, will be to add additional steps. So I say you leverage your time better if you draft your ADR blog post and once you've done that, while it's fresh in your mind, you turn your phone around and you go, you know, the funny thing about ADR is you always got to make sure you got your dip and your dip and you can never ever or net. And now all of a sudden you've got a video and you can upload that to LinkedIn. And so for your one pillar, you've now got two locations. But don't forget, now that you've done that video, you can also upload that video to YouTube. So hang on, all of a sudden from your one pillar, you've got three locations. And you know, you've, you've just seen all the other destinations you can do it. And so what I say is that um, I want, <laughs> if this approach is intriguing to you, I would like to say something in this talk that leads you to form a view that the way to go about it is to get into a rhythm where you're choosing a pillar and you're then publishing about that pillar in as many locations as possible. And you should just start with the ones you like. So if your favorite thing is Instagram, great. <laughs> Let's start with one pillar you like and do an Instagram post about it and off we go. And I say also that is the way to best leverage your time. And Joe, I hope that that was fast enough for you. And I am going to try to find my mouse and stop the share. I've got some notifications here, which uh, may include some questions. And I think I've gone over time, but I'll have to throw the floor open to any questions that, that Clarissa might allow. Uh, me to answer, but thank you for your time and attention through that longer than I had expected explanation. Thank you, James. Everyone, thank James. I've given up on the time. I have no idea what time it is, but if we all just go to Perth time, then we're ahead of time. So I just solved the time problem. Um, I can't see the chat, which I'll just get Sarah to open up for me so I can see it. But if you have any questions in the room while we do that, in the Brisbane room for James, yes, Mel Story Scott. Yes. Hello, James. I have no problem putting the camera up and just chatting away and talking about whatever comes first. And that might not always be the best approach, but I often find that not everyone has that confidence or the, the way that you come across as being fearless almost with social media. How would you, I suppose, um, what would you say to someone that wanted to share and do a selfie or put the camera up to their face, but just wasn't sure how to do that or how to get over that fear. Yeah, I completely accept that. And um, 
it's it's scary and and mel for anyone who who doesn't know you need to subscribe to mel's to mel's podcast council about about in-house counsel so so counsel spelt the proper way mel would agree of someone who's giving you advice giving you counsel um it, it is a bit scary and i just completely accept that um it is and you sometimes feel like a bit of a goose or a bit of a dancing clown and it's a great way to really lean into your imposter syndrome because you know who's going to listen to you you don't really know anything about this area yeah i mean yeah it happens and there's a degree to which you just sort of lean into it and you just feel really really scared and so the best way i've found is to start in the areas that um are most comfortable and i think for almost everyone in the room that will be writing and so um if you're starting to publish stuff online and starting to write things and someone might say something quite nice or constructive. Uh, and so it might just be the best way to get the ball rolling. Cause when you're, when you're publishing writing, you are putting your thoughts out there. And then the next step from there um, is if you're on Instagram or TikTok or something like that, there's an opportunity to do a video that's a bit more disposable. So if you're an Instagram person and you want to do a quick story of, oh, I just came out of this conference and I hate doing videos because my voice sounds weird and uh, I, don't, I don't really know, you know how I feel about it. So I thought I'd just do a quick Instagram story. If you do that once a week, twice a month or, or something, you'll be gradually um, sort of you know, confronting that fear and, and you never stop being afraid of it. I'm, I'm sorry to say, and I'm, I'm more experienced than most in publishing legal content. So the fear never goes away, but I think it's finding the um, gentlest and most approachable in, which if you're an Instagram person, I say, to so just give some specific advice, is the Instagram story. Or if you're a TikTok person, I say it's some TikTok where perhaps you don't have to use your own voice, perhaps where you've got a different sound going in in the background and you're essentially giving some... Uh, written content potentially so that you can sort of gently ease your way in david gale's troubleshooting in melbourne is everything all right david can i can i get a nod or not you should be following david on tiktok by the way david i think managed to get the account family lawyer which means that he's perhaps the best uh the best um account name squatter there's ever been but mel thanks for the awesome question and sorry for taking so long i was actually <laughs> Go again, David. Just have to mute everyone else in your room when you do. I was actually going to ask you a question, James. What's the best way to do it? Ask the question fast. No, I can ask a question. I can hear. Yeah, go, go, David. Uh, also, firstly, respect. Uh, love your stuff. What? Because a lot of talk about today has been about learning from failures. What, I guess, is your biggest mistake or failure or unsuccessful post and you know what did you learn from it i'd be really interested to hear <laughs> oh david you could not have picked a worse time to ask me um because <laughs> i'm going to answer honestly um <laughs> i have endorsed people that i regret endorsing and so i've failed to do the due diligence about others that I could have done and did not do before endorsing them. And so that, that perhaps isn't widely applicable advice, but it's front and center of my mind. And I took a phone call during lunchtime today that was very much dealing with it. So um, that's very specific advice about, about my biggest mistake. But um, I think 
that a lot of people in the room would be familiar with the sort of advice people would give about resilience of like, you're going to do ones that people think are shit and it just, it just happens. Or you're going to do one where someone's like, wow, you're fat and bald and ugly. And you'll go, oh, well, fine, you know, <laughs> on like on, on to the next. So there's a degree of just having to lean into that, that resilience point. And so I'm afraid it's not very practical advice, save as to say, that if someone's going to take the time out of their day to let you know they don't like you, then their life's probably not going as well as yours. And you're probably in the best position to just march on. The other thing is that if people are going to say things that aren't nice and you have a personality like mine, and I suspect like yours, David, it's a good excuse to actually really get into it to be like, yeah, all right, like <laughs> let's go have a chat about it. So if you're feeling confrontational, it's also a good opportunity to get into that. But David, I really appreciate the question. And I'm sorry, sorry for going on. Sorry. There's the commercial litigator. <laughs> the advice from the collaborative family lawyer is to delete Ben and move on. <laughs> <laughs> get him, get him, get him. And write the comment to your teammates at work and say, this is what I wished I could have said. <laughs> We don't have any defo lawyers in here, I'm sure, Clarissa. Oh, there's, no, Sophie Bradshaw's watching from home. I don't know who else we have, but no, no, whole of Demetrio's team. No one's watching. No, no. Um, thank you so much. There, there are a bundle of questions. James, I think you're hanging around at the moment. Marianne wants to know how much of this you're delegating. You don't know Marianne, but Marianne's been a mastermind. And where are my masterminders from last year? Marianne's forever trying to delegate her social media, isn't she? And the message I keep giving her is what James you can't is going to tell do her. It. You there can't you go, do Marianne. It. He's smarter than me. He says, Marianne, I want to get to know you. I don't want to get to know your 22 year old niece who <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I would rather you're unedited. Like, hey, yeah, guys, I'm just coming out of a meeting. Um, it's really, really important when you're like, you know, I don't care if your phone's shaking around, but I'm not building a relationship with you if I'm looking at, you know, how much your niece is great at Final Cut Pro. I don't care about that. And that's not going to cause me to refer any work to you. And so you've got to do it yourself. I'm really, really sorry. Or you've got to do it yourself to a point where you arrive at enough mastery where you're able to be really clear about what you want or where you're able to say, great, there is a substantial chunk of this that is mine. And then someone else will go do some editing of what I do. I, like, I think that's probably the more bespoke answer is that a proportion can be delegated, but you must first do it all yourself and then learn what it all is. And then you can go, right, you go edit the audio. Uh, you go take the photos that happened last week and edit in a quote of what I said about ADR. And we sort of work through it that way. I think, Clarissa, would you agree with that? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like the whole point with this is to build the no like trust and you will be much more successful if you are the human on the social media, children and all, demonstrating your exact life as it plays out. All right. There are other questions here, Clarissa. Do you want me to do speed round or do you want me to move out of the way? What's you can type here? your happy answers as I introduce Bianca. <laughs> because I'm about to become the time Nazi. All right. Thank you so much. That was so helpful.